Our summaries this week contain two criminal law cases. In Bartlett v. State, 2022 ARC App 285, the Arkansas Court of Appeals reversed defendant's conviction and dismissed in a case arising under the Arkansas Hot Check Law, Arkansas Code Annotated 537-3021. The statute as written does not penalize one for writing an insufficient fund check for a pre-existing debt. There is a distinction between a check written for a present benefit and one for an earlier obligation. Judge Barrett explained. Bartlett started Turner Grain, or TG, a grain brokering business, in 2001 with Jason Coleman in Brinkley, Arkansas. TG would buy grain, rice, corn, soybeans, and wheat from local farmers and sell it to a third-party major grain buyer. Once delivered to the third-party buyer, the grain would be graded to determine its quality. The amount of money the farmer would receive from TJ would be calculated from this grade. During this process, the farmer would complete his or her part of the transaction before TG would issue a payment for the grain, which would normally take about two weeks. David Wilkinson, a local farmer, worked with TJ selling it rice, corn, and wheat for approximately 10 years until 2014. On April 30, 2014, TG began loading trucks with Wilkinson's grain and continued until June 6, 2014, for a total of 41 loads. A June 16 settlement statement indicated that TG owed Wilkinson $401,900.25 for these 41 loads of medium grain rice. Lelaine Wilkinson, David's wife, picked up a check from TG for this amount and presented it to Helena National Bank, now Partners Bank, for deposit on August 15th. The check was returned on August 18th for insufficient funds. Thereafter, Wilkinson never paid for the 41 loads. On July 31st, 2017, a criminal information was filed against Bartlett for violating Art Codan Section 537-3021, also known as the AHCL, for the $401,900.25 check. End of quote. The defendant's arguments on appeal were well taken and rested upon statutory interpretation. The Court of Appeals, in reversing and dismissing, relied upon Ridenauer v. State 279 Art 240, which addressed the identical issue in this case. Quote, we hold that the $401,900.25 check at issue was for a pre-existing debt and therefore does not fall under the ACHL. It was undisputed at the trial that the check was for the medium grain rice that TG purchased from Wilkinson. As in Ridenauer, nothing of value was either given or received and the parties remained in exactly the same position as they were before the exchange. End of quote. Art Code N Section 537-3021 provides it is unlawful for any person to procure any article or thing of value or to secure possession of any personal property to which a lien has attached or to make payment of rent or for any other purpose to make or draw or utter or deliver with intent to defraud any check, draft, order, or any other form of presentment involving the transmission of account information for the payment of money, knowing at the time of such making, drawing, uttering, or delivering, 
that the maker or drawer has not sufficient funds for payment. End of quote. End of decision. In Dumont v. State, 2022, ARC App 292, the Arkansas Court of Appeals reversed a conviction of possession of drug paraphernalia and remanded because of error in denying a motion to suppress. The majority opinion, written by Judge Murphy, reasoned the traffic stop ended when the officer wrote the ticket and a drug dog search was impermissible. The officer had the dog with him. Quote, On December 9, 2019, Deputy Scott Norton pulled DeMond's vehicle over for speeding. DeMond was in the passenger seat. Her husband was driving. The husband did not have a license, but stated that he was driving because Marilyn did not see as well at night. The deputy took their information back to his patrol car. Deputy Norton wrote the traffic ticket while waiting on dispatch to get information on the demands back to him. Dispatch returned that they both had prior drug-related criminal history. Norton finished writing the ticket. Instead of taking the ticket to the demands, however, Norton decided, solely on the basis of their criminal records, that he wanted to question them and run his canine around the car for a free air sniff. Deputy Norton returned to the car and asked whether there was anything illegal in it, which they denied. He had them step out of the car. While doing so, DeMond appeared to trip. She tossed something into the ditch, but Norton did not see her throw the object. Norton began to have the dog search around the car, and when he opened the driver's side door, the dog hit. Norton thought it was due to the marijuana shake on the floor, but he did not see anything else in the vehicle. As he was walking to the other side of the car, though, Norton noticed the container in the ditch. He opened it and saw a crystal-like substance, syringes, a spoon, and a plastic sack. Norton arrested the demands. Norton testified that when he later reviewed the dash cam footage, it appeared that DeMond had thrown the container as she stumbled out of the car. End of quote. In concluding the deputy's business ended after writing the ticket, the majority reasoned the remaining events were unsupported for lack of reasonable suspicion to continue the stop. Quote, when Deputy Norton finished writing the ticket and had no other business pertaining to the traffic, traffic stop itself, the traffic stop was concluded and reasonable suspicion was required to continue detaining the demands. End of quote. In continuing the stop, the police officer received information from his dispatcher that they had a drug history, but this was insufficient, the majority wrote. Quote, Prior criminal history, standing alone, is not sufficient to establish reasonable suspicion. Accordingly, we hold that Rule 31, Sims v. State 356 Art 507, and Rodriguez v. United States 575 U.S. 348, require reasonable suspicion to continue a traffic stop once the purpose of the stop is concluded. The stop here was concluded before Deputy Norton deployed his canine, and Deputy Norton did not have reasonable suspicion to continue the stop upon its conclusion. The denial of the motion to suppress is reversed. Because we reverse the circuit court's denial of DeMond's motion to suppress, we must reverse her conviction and sentence and remand. End of quote. A dissent written by Judge Barrett rejoined, The majority holds that Deputy Norton had unconstitutionally extended the traffic stop beyond its original purpose without reasonable suspicion of criminal activity. 
A key distinction between Rodriguez and the present case is that the ticket and documentation, Maryland's driver's license, were not returned by Norton before the canine sniff was performed. Our appellate courts have consistently held that a stop is not concluded when the officer has not returned the license, paperwork, or ticket. A drug dog's alert on a vehicle then provides reasonable cause for the search of the vehicle. Because Norton had not yet returned Maryland's license and the traffic ticket, the stop had not yet ended. Norton had his canine with him in his patrol car at his immediate disposal and quickly performed the free air sniff. When the dog alerted, there was then probable cause to search the vehicle. End of quote. The dissent challenged the majority opinion's citation to concurring opinions and added they are not precedent or stare decisis, referencing Summers Drilling and Blasting Inc. versus Goodwin and Goodwin Inc., 2021, ARC App 267. ARC Code Ann 1681-203, Grounds to Reasonably Suspect, lists the following factors. The demeanor of the suspect, the gait and manner of the suspect, any knowledge the officer may have of the suspect's background or character, whether the suspect is carrying anything and what he or she is carrying, the manner in which the suspect is dressed, including bulges in clothing, when considered in light of all of the other factors, the time of the day or night the suspect is observed, any overheard conversation of the suspect, the particular streets and areas involved, any information received from third persons, whether they are known or unknown, whether the suspect is consorting with others whose conduct is reasonably suspect, the suspect's proximity to known criminal conduct, the incidence of crime in the immediate neighborhood, the suspect's apparent effort to conceal an article, and the apparent effort of the suspect to avoid identification or confrontation by a law enforcement officer. End of quote. Arkansas Rule of Criminal Procedure 3.1 states, A law enforcement officer lawfully present in any place may, in the performance of his duties, stop and detain any person who he reasonably suspects is committing, has committed, or is about to commit a felony or a misdemeanor involving danger of forcible injury to persons or of appropriation of or damage to property, if such action is reasonably necessary either to obtain or verify the identification of the person or to determine the lawfulness of his conduct. An officer acting under this rule may require the person to remain in or near such place in the officer's presence for a period of not more than 15 minutes or for such time as is reasonable under the circumstances. At the end of such period, the person detained shall be released without further restraint or arrested and charged with an offense. End of quote. End of decision.